Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this is episode 37. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Got it right. Great job. I did have to check with Karen just before we <laughs> started recording, but still. And book 33, and it is starting over. Starting over. Ooh. And, uh, well, all I'll say is that the cover gives a first glimpse of Dana. Oh, so exciting. I know. <laughs> but before that, let's let's dive in with some taglines and blurbs. Let's do it. So what's the cover tagline? Will Sally Larson have to change to stay in Sweet Valley? The answer's kind of no, as usual. At the end, no. Yeah. Yeah. She, she thinks she gets will. gets dicey for a while there. Well, that's true. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, Dana, our beloved Dana. Oh man, she lets us down with oh, a bang in this she book. She really does. I'm so mad at her Me for too. so much of it. And yeah. I was, I didn't want to be mad at her, but no. you know, she, no, she, she, yeah, this is, this is on you, Dana. You're not your best self. You Dana. really aren't. <laughs> so here's the back uh, tagline. The last chance. Oh, no. And it is. Poor Sally. Okay, so here's the blur. Let's do it. Sally Larson is thrilled when she moves in with her cousin Dana's family. After years of living in foster homes, Sally longs to have a real home and she's determined to make a good impression. Aww. As long as Sally lets Dana control her life, <coughs> she feels she'll be accepted. <coughs> <laughs> After all, her cousin is pretty, popular and the lead singer for the droids, Sweet Valley High's smash rock band. Oh yeah. Sally even hopes to overcome the resentment of Dana's brother Jeremy. Ugh, Jeremy. Yeah, he's the worst. But when Dana begins to resent her too Sally's afraid she'll have to leave oh no and she knows this is her last chance to make a life for herself will Sally ever be able to call Sweet Valley home oh Sally yeah poor Sally really sad. she's she's had a hard time she has and can you describe the cover <laughs> of this volume because so, this is the first time we officially it's see our first, Dana it's our first look at Dana yeah who I think kind of looks like Sandra Bullock oh don't you think yeah, with the sort of a it's the hair is kind of with it's that princess dye hair. It's not a very but it's kind of a sandy, you know, post funk new wave no. haircut. No, <laughs> she's she's cooler than that haircut, and we know it. <laughs> but yeah, she does look a bit like old Sandy. Yeah, so features it's, it's um, Dana uh, and Sally. Sally's kind of seated. She's looking. She's holding like a little handheld mirror. Uh, while Dana is brushing her hair mm. and Dana is just spectacular <laughs> she really is <laughs> it's really something like oh I, I don't even know what that jacket would be is it a jumpsuit is it a jacket it's hard to tell oh my god Maybe I think hang on let's have a, cl- a closer look I should have printed this one out big as well like the last book. I think it is a parachute silk oh yes jumpsuit you're right because it's orange at the bottom as well that's right oh wow so yeah, go on, Dana, with your bad self. <gasps> so uh, imagine, if you will, <laughs> yeah, it's orange. So it's like an orange parachute silk. 
jumpsuit we've decided <laughs> and it's voluminous very much so big sleeves rolled up she's got big gold bangles on <gasps> dangly golden earrings oh my god she's got um, is it some kind of like a turtleneck situation going on underneath it oh like is a it a loose scarf kind of, I think it's, it's a scarf. scarf maybe it's a scarf it's, mm. it's like a black it's dramatic something around her neck anyway <laughs> <laughs> and it's very different to Sally's outfit it is Sally's very conservative mm. she's wearing is that like an Oxford shirt just yes. kind of buttoned up Pale it's like a school shirt. shirt. It's like a school shirt, yeah. yeah. If you had a school um, uniform. So yeah, so she's she's looking quite square. Kind of looking apprehensively in the mirror. As well she might. Mm, yes. She might, <laughs> she's afraid of what's going to be done to her hair. <laughs> by Dana. I'd, I'd be worried too. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dana's hair now it's, is not right. You, like I know it's better than this. <laughs> I know. I imagine it having a bit sort of like shaved at one side. Asymmetric kind yeah. of. Yeah. Not like that. No. Not a sort of princess die do. No, no, certainly not. But anyway, that's what we've been given. Yeah, we have to do our best. <laughs> yeah. But um, the outfit is as good as you might imagine. It is pretty great, yeah. And this book, rather like the last one, starts with Dana in a reverie. Yeah, re- we're reverie heavy. Yeah, it's obviously a favourite word of whatever ghostwriter did this heavy, batch. Heavy on the reverie. Yeah. yeah. And she's in a reverie despite the fact she's at a droids practice. Yeah, they're doing rehearsing. What are they? They're, oh, meant, they're... they're meant to be starting a new song, going into a new song. <gasps> Meltdown. Meltdown. <laughs> Sounds so cool. Oh. <laughs> um, we could just imagine it. And they, they're they meant to be in the, in, the, in the throes of creativity, but Dana can't keep her mind on things. Yeah, she's distracted <gasps> because Cousin Sally is coming to stay. That very day. Yes. And we get a reminder of Sally's tragic backstory. It's really sad. Yeah, it like, is really sad. Yeah, Sally's dad had left home 13 years ago. And he was a drunk. He was a drunk, yeah. Sally's mother had remarried and given her up to a foster home, which is fucked up. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And then because she was in the care system, she couldn't, it was really difficult to get her out, apparently. Um, yeah. Because in fairness to, as we find out, uh, Dana's parents, who are pretty cool in most respects, mm. they have been trying to get okay. Had they actually? Yeah, because I was kind yeah. of like, where the fuck have you been for the last ten years? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. But there was a line okay. about how whatever kind of way the care the system way. was yeah. is that because I'm sure it is tricky enough to just like yeah, yeah, because her mother from it. had given her up voluntarily. Right. Okay. It was to the system. A lot it of paperwork. Mm. Yes, it was hard to get her out. All right, fair enough. And Dana has. Uh, that's not very admirable thoughts. Quite a weird attitude. Yeah, because and it, and it is weird. It it's is. It's not even like, you know, there's some things that you might think, well, obviously you should be more noble than this, but I can kind of understand. Like, actually, if she'd been a bit weird about somebody coming to live in her house. Yeah. That's normal. That's understandable. But this. But this this is bullshit. No, she's like, she's kind of thinking about Sally and her whole situation. And she's like, the only problem was that Sally's situation was embarrassing. Like, uh. excuse me? Her father, yeah, a father who was a bum, no real home, a year behind in school. Sure, it wasn't Sally's fault, but... Dot, 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 dot. But fucking what? Yeah. It's not her fault. She's, she's, you know... Cop on, Dana. She hasn't done anything wrong. I'm, um, oh, like, I was just immediately so mad at her. And so yeah. annoyed, because I was like, you're meant to be cool. And she's pretty much like this until the very end of the book. Yeah, it's not good. It's not no. a good look for Dana, any she of this. She has let us all mm. down. Yeah. And it turns out Sally is arriving that very night. And Emily inexplicably, inexplicably is like, oh, would she want to come to practice? Why? Why? This is one of the... <laughs> as somebody who was in bands for a big chunk of my life, you didn't invite your friends up. It's really boring. It's boring. <laughs> I've called in to people's band practices. Like, like if you're meant to meet them and then you've got to wait You just sit there while. and listen to them working out a song and it's like, this, the same, can I go? I oh, know. <laughs> none of the whole Sally tagging along to band practices makes any sense. No. And uh, inexplicably, Dana thinks, 
thinks like, oh yeah, that might get the get her involved, and the others, you know, in my life, and the others think it might have to keep them fresh to have an audience. I, uh, no, stop it. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't buy this. <laughs> and Dana admits she doesn't really know her cousin very well, and the practice ends because Guy is taking Lynn out for dinner. But it would call back to Lynn. Oh. Though sadly, she doesn't make an appearance. I think she would be better with Sally because she knows what it's like to she be would yeah but she's but Lynn has more sense than to hang around band practice <laughs> yeah. yeah she doesn't hang around band practice boring and she writes songs <laughs> so Dana is distracted she's hoping her and Sally will get along like will Sally be into her, her yeah, passions yeah because they only knew each other when they were quite young I think and she hasn't oh, really seen her young. Like, yeah, I think they like haven't seen each other in like five. 10 years yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, she's she's wondering will Sally like mu- music and old movies, mm. and she's so distracted she can't even concentrate on her favorite magazine, Rolling Stone. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, Je- so she's excited, but Jeremy, Jeremy is just the fucking worst. Oh my god! Like he's just got such a horrible attitude about this whole entire thing. He's just yeah. like, oh, all I needs another sister, and he's pissy because he had to move out of his room and move up into the attic. But, but the, the attic sounds kind of dead. Oh yeah, no, it's not like he's being moved into a garage. The attic uh, no. is like he's got an apartment to himself. Yeah, which you would think he would be happy about. And yeah, also he's a senior. He's only the year ahead of him, and he's never been mentioned before, <laughs> which seems very <laughs> contrived. Yeah, but he's just horrible from the get-go yeah and he's just like oh I wish mom and dad would lay off about this welcome wagon stuff and it's like okay like this girl has been through a yeah. lot please stop being such an asshole and oh. he's like you'd think she was some kind of princess or a cripple or something I know holy shit oh my god he's such a prick he's awful and then he goes up to his friend Mark's house and he's like well maybe I'll just stay there and oh Dana's god. like oh god we'll just you know get home before Sally arrives we should all be here so yeah she still she does want to welcome Sally of course then we have to go to Liz. Oh, quickly, well, this quickly. It's <laughs> quite late actually for Wakefield to finally appear. Yeah. And she looks out the window and she sees Jeremy angrily psycho past her house. And then tires come to him, screech outside and she softly says to herself, here comes Jessica. Because <laughs> that's what people do. Oh my God. <laughs> One, two, Jessie's coming for you. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised more people don't do that. But they <laughs> um, so Jess is in dramatic mode. Oh, she, there's an emergency, <laughs> and it is quite an emergency. It's amazing. Can you tell us what she has done? She's brought home a puppy, a perfect little puppy. <laughs> He's so cute. It's so cute, <laughs> and it turns out. So mad was just giving him away in a bit of a box. Yeah, this guy sounds incredibly sketchy. Oh my god, it's at like a football match or it's, something. Yeah, um, I think what did I write down? It's like at least he didn't have them in the back of a van, I, so no one got kidnapped, <laughs> or at least no one important got kidnapped. Oh yeah, somebody else has probably <laughs> some been other kidnapped. randomer got kidnapped, yeah. but we don't care about them. No, no, Jessica no. got a puppy, and that's what matters. <laughs> Um, and it turns out that Ned and Alice are away for the weekend so she she's like well I, I couldn't check with them because this They're not- dodgy man with a puppy box <laughs> might have been there by the time they get home you think <laughs> he's often like a Carl the Orderly style oh, shack in the woods it's yeah. unfortunate <laughs> so Je- Liz is like oh it's clearly in Sweet Valley Twins plot line she's like don't you remember when you looked after a dog for Mrs. So-and-so yeah and Jessica claims oh, that was the old days I love dogs now yeah <laughs> and she takes Liz out to the Fiat Spider where uh, there is this adorable puppy he's, he's so cute he's sitting in the car with the top down he could have just jumped out yeah or maybe it was just open a little bit to let enough air in I think it says the, the front porch was on oh no top yeah the car is down but he is so cute 
and Jess wants to keep him obviously and hide him and then spring him on the parents when he's all settled down. Yeah, because she kind of figures if she can keep him in the house for a week without them realising that'll prove that she's able to look after the puppy. Yeah, which is kind of true, I guess. I guess it is. It's just, it's funny Jessica logic. But it's also, very much so. Elizabeth is also on board when she sees him because he's, he's so cute. fucking adorable. Yes, and in fairness, I would be as well. Yeah. But Liz does ask sensibly, is he house trained? And Jess hasn't even thought about that. No. It's like, oh, I'm sure he is. But anyway, let's put out some newspaper just in case yeah and she's going to keep him in a room and points out no one ever goes in there because it's such a gift <laughs> it's like this is a solid plan in fairness to you yeah I can't really see the holes in it yeah she's like yeah mama's just given up on going into that room so and Liz is basically like oh, yeah why the fuck not like let's let's do it whatever I have to say I really enjoyed this B plot it's yes, so adorable it and it's just like like low stakes Everything's yeah. really cute. I really like it. The puppy's <laughs> just doing cute stuff. Yeah. Like, even then, he nearly knocks over a vase, but it's like, oh, he's so cute. He's we so cute. We don't care. He's a little golden Labrador. I don't know if we've uh, said that. And he's got like, big paws. just gorgeous. He yeah. doesn't have a name yet, but he will. <laughs> and while this delightful romping is <laughs> it's going so wholesome. on. It's so wholesome. But sadly, there's uh, more serious stuff happening yes. elsewhere in town. Because Sally is driving through Sweet Valley with her uncle, Hal, who's Dana's dad. And of course, she's dazzled by how beautiful Sweet Valley is. She's going to fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> well, imagine if she'd be like, oh God, it's a bit crap looking. Yeah, I don't it? know about this. We know she'd, be, she'd end up in the next Greyhound bus out, out on her earth. So apparently she's been around San Francisco until now. Yes. And uh, she craves a home because she's always been in short-term foster placement for like 15 years or something. Jesus. Or 10 years. And she's determined to win over her family. And Hal's really nice to her and so's um, Dana's mother, Anne. And then Dana turns up and of course Sally is dazzled by Dana's outrageous style. Yes. And she's so glamorous. Who could be? Who who wouldn't be? <laughs> so that silk orange silk parachute <laughs> parachute. Blinding glamour. <laughs> Um, so Dana's actually really nice to her but Sally, she Sally's is. a little intimidated but Dana is so friendly yes yeah yeah she is actually really nice to her to begin with yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, it's quite superficial niceness really and Dana's chose Sally to her room and she's sort of talking like I don't know somebody out of Greece she's sort of like yeah the school man the school is a trip apart from Mr. Chrome Dome Cooper he's her he can be a real drag <laughs> And then Sally is upset to find out that it was Jeremy's room, but Dana's like, no, 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 he's grand. He's, he's upset. Yeah, she feels really guilty and she's like, oh shit, because she just doesn't want to piss anybody off. She's just really looking to kind of. Yeah, and you can see she would feel really bad if she thought she'd, yeah. somebody had been boosted out of the room. Yeah. And Dana tries to bond with her and asks if she likes old movies, and Sally's like, oh, I like movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, do you like music? It's like, oh, I like anything. Yeah, Dana's kind of, yeah, she's really in with the questions. Mm. A lot. And it's like, okay, just maybe just give her a chance to settle in first. Yeah, like, you know, talk about school or more more general things than sort of giving her the third degree. And Dana sort of rambles on about the droids and how, oh, I'm taking you to practice. And isn't this brilliant? And Sally's very conscious that she unpacks of her conservative clothes. And she's even more unconscious when Dana suggests a shopping trip. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's kind of pointed, and I think Dana does mean well. But Jesus, if someone looked at my clothes and then said, "You yeah, know what? Let's go shop- shopping for clothes." <laughs> Quick, let's go shopping. It's like, oh shit. Okay, I guess. Yeah, because Sally is quite conservative in terms of dressing. Like she, like her. Yes, her her conservative wardrobe is like Oxford shirts and blue denim jeans, corduroy jumper, a line skirts, all very kind of very Liz, very Liz stuff. Yeah, very Elizabeth stuff. But she uh, never wanted to stand out. No. 
and she she's worried about to look like a sponger and getting the yeah. Larsons to buy her clothes. But. Yeah, she doesn't want to be like yeah doing all this as soon as she arrived, going off on a big shopping trip. But Dana's like, come on, Grant. Yeah. Then Jeremy comes home and he is an absolute prick. Yeah, because I think he pointedly like wasn't there when she yeah. got there. He just kind of left it until he knew she'd be there and then turned up and it's like, oh, this fucking guy. And the parents are just like, look, grow up. Yeah, cop on to yourself. Like, and you know, go up and say hello to her. And then when he does, he walks in and goes, hi, like my room. Oh, such prickishness. He's awful. Yeah. And Dana does call him a jerk. She does. And um. Sally's really upset and she's like look we can swap rooms and Dana's just no don't give him any ideas like Dana is quite cool with all of this like she yeah. does stand up for him yeah and that night um, Sally goes to sleep just dreaming about how perfect sweet Mally is no. she could never leave <laughs> no <laughs> so the next day they, I guess they go to mm. the mall and Dana's like waxing philosophical about how malls are wild you know <laughs> it's like the mainstream USA know what I mean <laughs> to the set which I did not think was in the mall oh no yeah no I think it is oh is it I think, okay. been I, think I thought it was in the downtown district no I think that's been established that it's in the mall but then like yeah they say they go to Lizette's and then they kind of describe this shop yes. and I was just like that's not what I had in mind exactly for describe this it's alleged Lizette's so yeah they go into the shop and it's like they entered a store pulsing with music and filled yeah. with trendy clothing and I thought Lizette's was kind of this classy like yeah. boutique kind Lila of Lila goes there French you know yes. Parisian fashions yeah. <laughs> European was, stuff oh, you know of course yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah it sounds like this real kind of like trendy like loud music and... yeah it just didn't track with what no. I had in my head for Lizette's at all no but, not um... at all It's that does not sound like a place where Lila is constantly no. buying things no but Dana urges Sally to try on black jeans. Oh, it's a crazy, crazy night. Yeah, she has a try on black jeans and a pink jumper. And it's like, apparently this is really like offbeat, crazy clothes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Sally, I know you normally just wear like blue, but like, yeah, this is not that crazy. No, not at all. And there's actually quite a good little moment where she talks. Dana's like, oh, you know, I always like to find cool stuff at thrift stores, but because of Sally's background, she's like, thrift stores are not cool to her. They're, it's just were, where she had to yeah, shop. Yeah, you don't have yeah. And she feels uncomfortable spending money, mm. but she still has, has fun. She does. Meanwhile, Liz and Jess <laughs> are at the Perky Pet Shop. Perky Pet Shop. <laughs> they've, they've really started going all out. I all love it. I'm so happy. They're giving shops <laughs> names. It's amazing. And uh, they bump into Dana and Sally. And of course, Liz is like, welcome to Sweet Valley. Like she's the queen of the town. Of course she is. Giving an official greeting. Oh my God. But yeah, it's really stupid, this whole thing, because they oh. were in the pet shop buying a collar God. for the puppy. Um, and they're just so paranoid because like, it's like, why would anyone care if you're buying a dog yeah. collar? But because everyone is so fucking invested <laughs> in every little tiny thing that the Wakefields are up to. It's like it's a whole big deal because yeah. Jessica, when she sees Dana and Sally, Jessica makes a big deal of like hiding the bag behind her back. And it's like, if and you just didn't do that, it would have been fine. Yeah, but anyway. why, also, why would, where are they going to see your parents <laughs> and tell them? I know, it's so stupid. All of it so But yeah, so she hides, makes a big deal about hiding the bag and then Dana's like, oh, what's in the bag? And it's like, oh, nothing. I was like, oh, I'm not going to go until you tell me what's in the bag. And it's like, <laughs> why do you care? Everything about this is so contrived. So they end up having to show her the dog collar and then Liz kind of <laughs> covers it up by saying, oh, it's for a costume for a punk outfit. And, and it's like, okay. Yeah, I guess. and Jess is all like, yes, yeah, it's outrageous. You should get one yourself. And Dana's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and then Jess when they go Jess is like oh Liz I never knew you had it in you she's yeah. so proud of her she's so proud yeah. she's like you little con artist yeah. <laughs> we know what, what her values Thrilled. are yeah <laughs> and back at home 
Dana decides that Sally needs a makeover, makeover, could make you over. <laughs> it's a makeover heavy series so it far. It really is. This is two in a row. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, I can't really blame them for going for the makeover trope. But though, actually, Sally doesn't really get one. Yeah, it's more, yeah. They kind of say they're going to and then it doesn't really happen. No. And Sally, or Dana, is not cool. No, like, yeah, because she's like, oh, let's do a makeover. And she kind of just like faffs around with her hair for a bit and then just says all this really insensitive shit. And she's yeah. just like, oh, forget about your past. Stop yeah. talking about it. Stop thinking about it. And pretend like, it never pretend happened. Never happened. It's like, no. Very unhealthy. <laughs> not how and that also, works. you know that she's doing it because she's inexplicably ashamed of all Yeah, Sally. she's like, just, just bottle it up, push it deep down, yeah. it'll all be fine. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great plan. Very sensible. <laughs> and she actually does feel a bit guilty about it, but she's like, well, I'm sure it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And there's, I mean, why does she even want the makeover so much? It's sort of suggested she she feels the need to do something. Yes. Like she has to, she has to be, you know, but she's just on being, the go. Yeah, but she's just being really dismissive of no. everything that happened to Sally, which is not cool. Not at all. And we, we, they head to her room, which we learned is a sanctuary of old movie star posters and art prints. It's like, this is finally a decor that resembles like an actual teenage, an actual teenage bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets gets to work with a can of styling mousse. Ooh. Oh, good old styling mousse. <laughs> I have not felt that weird <laughs> squidgy feeling for about 30 years <laughs> and while she's doing this she asks if she can cut Sally's hair oh. what the fuck Mm-mm. like we don't even learn if she does no Dana but she's I don't know she's got the scissors yeah there. she kind of says it and I think Sally's like yeah okay yeah, go ahead and then they don't talk about it at all so it's like what happened and then there's a really weird bit which I was thought was going to like mean something where Sally asks about the twins and Diana says something about, oh yeah, Jessa Fields, you know, <laughs> that old, that look, or new look stuff. But then doesn't want to talk about them because she is enjoying, quote, taking control. Mm. She doesn't want to talk about anything but her makeover, I Kinda guess. Kind of weird, yeah. Dana's peculiar in this. And we learned that she wants Sally to look up to her and plans basically to mould her in her own image. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Why would that be your... Yes, exactly. It's strange. (laughs) And then Sally says something about she's a bit nervous about school. She was always found school a bit difficult because she was never in the same place for long. Mm. And Dana, as well as urging her, like, don't look back, also says, oh, tell people you're 16 because she is a year older than Dana. She's 17, but she's missed so much school. She's going to be. She had to stay back a year. Yeah. Yeah. And Dana is kind of aware that she's been a prick. Yeah, because she, she knows. Yeah, she knows she's being a dick, but she's just like, you know, why, why complicate things? And it's the best thing to do. And it's like, for who? Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. Certainly not for Sally. Yeah, make her be ashamed of herself and yeah. have secrets and stuff. No, it's bad. On Saturday, then the <laughs> twins, because they're still home alone. Remember, yes. they're naming the pup. <laughs> and Jessica wants to call him Spot because he has no spots. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> but then Liz. Very randomly. So strange. She's like, how about something regal? Something like <laughs> Prince Albert. Albert. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Why did your brain go it's straight to so Prince Albert? Strange. But anyway, they agree. Yeah, no, they go for it. She's like, yeah, I like it. Prince Albert, your Prince highness. Al- <laughs> it is very cute. Prince Albert it is. <laughs> and they agree they're going to have to keep it a secret um, because, uh, you know, I don't know because somebody will tell their parents I like, don't really understand how yeah. this, was, this would come out but Liz is going to tell Edith to Jeffrey mm. who she just ponders how great he is there's a lot of showing or telling not showing <laughs> about how great Jeffrey is rather like Edith 
And Jess knows she can't tell Kara because Kara will spread it all around town. But yeah. she will tell Lila. It's great, but she says, I've got enough on her, so she'll tell, keep it a secret. That's <laughs> great. I love their frenemy relationship. Oh, you know, you know, it's a good friendship when it you know, involves blackmail, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, aren't all friendships based every, on that? Every friendship is based on a foundation of blackmail. <laughs> And uh, then Ned and Alice come home And just as they are coming in The puppy does away Oh no (laughs) And Liz is like cleaning up While Jess is just like Runs up to her room And chucks poor Prince Albert in the door (laughs) Horses him in the door Behind some clothes or something (laughs) So yeah when Yeah so Elizabeth is kind of Mopping up the stuff with newspapers And Alice comes in And she's like Oh did you spill something? (laughs) How uh, do they not smell it? I know you can smell dog pee I mean I know it's not as bad as cat wee Which is horrific very pungent But yeah I mean You would smell your Yeah it would smell like wee <laughs> well, maybe Alice has gold. Anyway, yeah. So it's Sally's first day at school and she's been overwhelmed. Yeah, she's kind of finding it hard because I suppose there's so many new people she's been introduced to and yeah. like she never really kind of, yeah, she was kind of saying she finds it hard to absorb names and faces because usually it means she's going again in a few yeah. weeks' time and she's never really, you know, had to to keep track of so many people I suppose and she also feels uncomfortable in her new her new gear her new get up yeah, yeah so. but they don't tell us what it is which is rude yes God. <laughs> maybe they think we've had so many outfits in the yeah. previous book that we outfit overkill <laughs> so Dana arrives to take her to uh, the band practice and Sally is like look I'm really tired actually and she doesn't care about being in a band I know, yeah. so she's like look I, maybe I'll just go home but Dana is really disappointed she's like I thought you wanted to oh, God. Sally is she kind of like, guilts her into going yeah it's, it's like really shitty like a first day at his new school is quite overwhelming and tiring I'm yeah. sure so like just let her go home like, yeah have a little rest but anyway and yeah. Sally is so worried about making this placement work that she agrees yeah so cut to the practice and when a guy is like, oh, she play an instrument? And she says she never had a chance to learn. And Dana's like, yeah, yeah, she, she, she doesn't play an instrument. Dad. Maybe she could sing. But oh, she doesn't want to, Sally to talk about why. To talk she about her past or anything. And it's just really awkward. Yeah. Yes. And actually, Sally's kind of annoyed because she obviously guesses what Dana's doing. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, what happened to me wasn't my fault. Like, I shouldn't yeah. have to keep quiet Yeah, about like, it. why are you making me feel ashamed about it? Like, yeah. it's weird. But she does feel ashamed and awkward. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dana suggests Sally be their manager. Like, why the other bandmates aren't thinking this is weird is beyond me. But Guy says, oh, yeah, well, why not? Oh, we used to have this old manager and he was terrible. We yeah, kind of like, oh, we him. need someone to keep track of dates for gigs and stuff. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, but they don't have to sit in your band practice. Yeah, they don't have to sit and watch you like play. two hours. Yeah. And Sally feels nice about being included in something and she hopes she can, quote, learn to like their music. <laughs> this is such a burn on the droids. I know. I love it, though. <laughs> literally the first person who doesn't think they're amazing. <laughs> So they're, they're discussing writing a new song and Dana suggests The Ballad of Maria and Michael. Oh, God. Because it turns out that Maria Santelli, the cheerleader, is going out with a senior called Michael. Mm. Michael Harris. Yeah, but apparently their families are enemies and yes. it's kind of it's kind of just kind of set, sowing seeds for the next book really yes, kind exactly. of setting that up yeah they're, they're feud, feuding families feuding family a guy dismisses this idea and thinks it's cheesy but Dana's like oh it's Romeo and Juliet stuff so they decide to do a song about Romeo and Juliet yeah which I believe Dire Straits did Oh, they? they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it also seems like um, it's kind of weird as well because they decide they're starting off 
with the title, Tur- which now I don't, I've never been in a band, so yeah. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like that's how you go no, it is. As somebody who was in band, like, let's write a song called this. Okay. Well, go. I'll tell you, it's going to get even less realistic in a minute because Sally's kind of interested by this, but then quickly they're just like doing stuff. Don't yeah. Even know what. And uh, she starts to get bored. So she. She realised they have sheet music with with you know each band's parts on it. It's the idea that whoever wrote this book thought that like, you know, a rock band has sheet music that everyone has their own individual sheet music. That's not accurate. On it. It's just amazing, amazing. As opposed to like, at best, something with lyrics on some chords, but like even that might be pushing it. Um, so. Yes, I find that incredible. And so she sorts it all out. So there's like each person has their own stack. Yes. With their own of their sheet music. Their own parts. <laughs> and then she's still really bored and she starts thinking like of what she'd like to do. And she, the counsellor in, in school told her there's this school newspaper. Mm. And she found comfort in writing in the past. Yeah, she likes writing stories mm. and poems. So it's like, shit, you should be in the Oracle. Like this is what yes. this is where you're meant to be. But she kind of feels like she just wants to please everybody. So yeah. she's like, no, I'll stick with the droids. Because she won't have time to do both. Yeah, especially because I think at one point one of the guys in the band is like, oh, did you find this sheet of music that says Monterey Way on it? And then he's like, oh, wow, did you sort these? This is amazing. Because yeah. <laughs> like sorting out the sheet music was all they needed. Yes. But, um, but anyway, she's delighted that she was some kind of help, I suppose. And that yeah. she's kind of part of the gang. So Yes. And she feels that if she had to leave Sweet Valley, quote, she would just die. Oh, no. Well, she's dramatic enough to fit in anyway, that's well, for sure. <laughs> that's true. She has the right attitude yeah, to the town. Absolutely. The official attitude. So dinner in the Larson's house and uh, Hal, uh, the dad, is being really nice but Jeremy is still being a dick. He's just terrible. Oh, he's so rude. And there's no real reason for it. No, like he's just an asshole. Yeah, he's just a pointless arsehole. A pointless arsehole. That's literally it. (laughs) And Anne is really encouraging of Sally because Sally says she never learned how to cook anything and Sally offers to teach her and makes a sort of joke about, oh, I wish, you know, you'd been so enthusiastic about learning how to cook, Dana. Yeah. And this is the bit that's understand- that's actually convincing. That yeah. Dana does not like being compared, compared. to Sally. Because who yeah. would? No, that's, yeah, that's kind of a bad move on the parents' part, in fairness. Yeah. She's like, oh, if only, you know, if only Dana was more like you. It's like, oh, this, no, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> really want your kids to get along with yeah. the cousin? Like, don't this compare is, them. This is like, yeah, of course it's going to build resentment. Yeah, and Sally is just constantly trying to sort of prove how useful she is about yeah. this, which is really heartbreaking. I know. But of course... That puts the others to shame. It and kind of rubs them, them up the wrong way. About like, yeah. Oh, well, yes, because after dinner, it's like it's Dana's turn to clear up. But Sally's like, oh, I'll clear the table. Yeah. But then, then Jeremy's like, Sally shouldn't be doing Dana's jobs. It isn't fair. Yeah. It's like, what age are you? I know, he's like, like 17. He sounds like a 10 year old. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's ridiculous. Toddler. And uh, yeah, the parents are a bit, you know, look, just don't... Uh, you know, don't take this out on her. And, this, yeah. and so the kid, you know, Dana feels slightly uh, attacked, I mm. suppose. So it is actually quite convincing because the parents are like, don't take advantage of, yeah. of, of, of Sally. Sally. And you could learn a bit from her. Learn a thing or two from her. Yeah. Which is, you can see where they're coming from, but it's, it's just, really it's the wrong, the wrong way of when doing things this. are a bit sensitive. Yeah. But it is very, it is actually convincing. This is Chris Fitzgerald from a podcast called Right Stuff. Just letting you know that if you're interested in reading or writing or just listening to interviews with interesting people, tune into Write Stuff and hear interviews with novelists, poets, songwriters and people involved in the writing and publishing industry. Past episodes are with the likes of Colm Tobin, Donald Ryan, Liz Nugent, Emer McBride, Michael D. Higgins. So listen in. 
Right stuff. Ugh, the next day, Jeremy's friend Mark turns up and he's a piece of work. <laughs> he's turns up and starts flirting with Sally. And Jeremy really wants to leave. They're, they're going to some sort of football match or something. Yeah. And Jeremy, of course, is rude. But Mark insists on talking to Sally, which makes Sally feel kind of uncomfortable because Jeremy's sitting there going... I know, at and her. it's funny. It's like, it's either Mark just can't read social cues yeah. or else he's just like, my friend is clearly an asshole, so I'm just going to talk to this nice guy. I girl. think it's the former <laughs> yeah. because he, he's another who won't take no for an answer That's true, yeah. later on. But he's a good guy, Anna. <laughs> Yeah, we're told a lot. Yeah. And he invites her to the whatever match they're going to. And Jeremy is standing there. Scowling away. (laughs) So she says no. And over in the Wakefield house, uh, Lila is calling over um, to meet Prince Albert. And he's locked up in the basement like a canine kidnap victim. (laughs) Poor Prince Albert. Yeah. He wheezes up on newspaper by day and Jessica walks him by night. She needs yeah. some daylight. Oh, He's the sun in his fur. <laughs> Poor little fluffy boy. Yeah. <laughs> and Lila's a bit like, oh, I could have ten dogs and seat them around the dining table and no one would notice. I do love that visual. Though. Oh my God, so do I. Lila at the head of a, yeah. a canine coterie. <laughs> um, so we're reminded of like, she's a poor little witch girl. And she starts asking about his papers and his pedigree. It's like, bloodlines are so important. Okay. <laughs> and then they discover the Prince Albert has chewed the pipe off the washing machine. Oh, no. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're leaving a dog in a basement on his own all day with no toys, of yep. course he's going to chew some and shit off. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they have to get a repairman and he can't make it till Friday. And oh, Jess, dear. Jess is a bit stressed. She's Prince a, Albert is so cute. She's in a bit of a panic. Yeah, even yeah. Lila is won over by Prince Albert, even though he's not a purebred dog. <gasps> Although they do say he's a golden re- or he's a Labrador. Yeah, so, so like, he's pretty. He is. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. a, it was quite unconvincing that somebody was giving away Labrador. Labrador puppies. At, like, at a, nah. Out of a box. Unlikely. <laughs> Who did that man kidnap? I just need to know. <laughs> oh my God, maybe that's why we never hear from certain people again. Yeah. Some guy turned up with puppies and the they were never van. seen again. Maybe that's where the daughter she For Mandy Farmer went. Oh God, Mandy, we hardly knew you. And so Ger- Jeffrey calls over and charming and being charmed by the Wakefields. But at dinner... Uh, Ned, here's Prince Albert Howell. Uh-oh. And the twins are freaked out, but Jess claims, oh, I left my stereo on. Yeah, so she kind of, yeah, she kind of covers pretty well and just like runs upstairs mm. because Prince Albert is in her room yes. and just obviously howling because he's a poor little puppy Aww, on his own. Poor little Prince Albert. But, uh, but she runs back down. She's like, oh yeah, I left the stereo on. It was some weird song with loads of screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, what fine. is she listening to? Like, <laughs> Bella Lugosi's death. Sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it turns out that Liz hasn't told Jeffrey about Prince Albert because apparently Jeffrey doesn't like the way Jess gets in, into trouble, and that looks like they were imposing a Todd character trait on Jeffrey. Isn't it? It's like it's so he's never really seen that. No, uh, yeah, but and it is funny that like Liz's boyfriends just don't like Jessica. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame them, of, but like kind of a trait of theirs. Yeah, but he yeah. hasn't had really any. He hasn't really had that much reason with her, to do yeah. that yet. So then Alice uh, throws a spanner in the work, so to speak, by saying she needs to do laundry that night. And Jess is like, oh, you don't, I'll do it right now. <laughs> I'll do it. It's fine. She, yeah, she like jumps up off from the table and she's like, that's oh, fine, I'll do it because uh, I know you're so busy and uh, yeah, it'll be fine. And it turns out she's actually got quite a good plan. <laughs> this is good, actually. Yeah, because yeah, Elizabeth um, brings Jeffrey down to the basement to show him the puppy. 
Um, and when she gets down there, they find Jessica like halfway out the window <laughs> with all with the, the laundry because she's going to run next door to do to the, the wash Beckwith's in the Beckwith South, continuity. which is good. And it's just, I just love this B plot. Oh, so cute. Everything about it is Continues great. to be adorable. Yeah, right to the end. Even it's a nice happy ending. <laughs> just hijinks. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeffrey is just like, oh, she's I'm not impressed by these shenanigans. Yeah. I think he would be a bit. I know, like this is all very, it's such low stakes. No one's life is getting Liz ruined. Liz isn't going to get into trouble. Yeah, like this isn't, it's no, kind of Jessica. weird. It's weird that this is what is putting him off her. He's just such a horrible, kill, gruff killjoy. He doesn't even like puppies. Yeah. Yeah. That is his problem. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at the Larsons, Mark rings, but he's not looking for Jeremy. He's looking for Sally. Oh my God. And Jeremy is not happy. He is furious. He is the Rahelio gif. He does not like, like this. Do not like this at all. <laughs> and Mark asks Sally again. She turns him down, and he's really annoying. He is, he is very much. He doesn't take no for an answer. That's the town true. Motto, as but, we have established. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like Sally, fe- Sally does want to go, and yeah. she wants to meet up with him, but she feels like she can't because she knows Jeremy will be furious with yeah. her. So she keeps kind of having to like reject this guy to win Jeremy over mm. and it's quite sad because it's like she feels like she can't yes. go out with this nice but guy but also he doesn't know that that's why she's saying <laughs> no, no. That's true. and he yeah. just kept saying well he maybe I'll of, call over yeah. to see Jeremy you can't ever see my friend can oh, God. you yeah he actually does badger her like. yeah and she's actually freaked out she's like oh my god this is going to antagonise Jeremy it's going to jeopardise this whole situation and I'm going to be fucking sent away again yeah because <laughs> yeah. I, like I am destroying yeah. the family dynamic this is it like the stakes are high for Sally like as far as she's concerned she just has to keep everyone on side and happy yeah. or else this is it like and she'd be kicked out again yes so it's it's a horrible situation it is and Dana has some free time because band practice has been cancelled and she plans to go and see Bring It Up Baby an yeah. excellent film because um, Sweet Valley does have a very impressive the plaza cinema, seems to have a good lineup. yeah, yeah like whoever's classic doing movies. whoever's doing the programming in the plaza we salute you like, good you're job. cooler than most people <laughs> yeah, in yeah. they're doing like a Hepburn season or something yeah. <laughs> so she's got to see Catherine and Carrie in Bringing Up Baby but she can't because her mother and her well, this is an example of her yeah. mother being kind of a dick yeah. her mother says look you've got two of your room and she's like well I don't have to do it now and she's like well you should because look how Good Sally is. She's oh, very responsible. Yeah, she's like, Sally doesn't have any more free time than you, but her room is immaculate and she has so much all over the house. And it's just, it's just like, like uh, stop comparing them. Like, I know Dana isn't being cool, but also, you know, her life has been a bit disrupted. So really, yeah. you want the cousin to settle in. Don't constantly compare the two of them. The two of them. Yeah. Because who wouldn't be annoyed by that? Yeah. And then uh, Anne Larson is also says, you know, you've got to encourage her to use the car. She hasn't used the car. I think she should use the car. Make her use the <laughs> use car. Use the car, use the car. It's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> and this is the first time Dana goes and bonds with Jeremy mm. over like, oh, Sally's so perfect. They bond over being assholes together. Yeah, like why? And actually says, like, I don't know what Dana says. I don't understand what they mean so fussy, fussy about it. It's not like she was abused oh, or anything. It's like, fuck it, Dana. like, come on. Yeah. Parents abandoned her. She's been in the care system yeah. for like 10 years. It hasn't exactly been fucking cake yeah. and smiles. Like, exactly. Come on. <laughs> so she's really pissed off about missing the film. So she, and like, she is missing it for no reason. Her mother was kind of being a prick. She didn't have to hoover it. No, like, she could have done it later. There. Yeah. So she, Dana goes to Sally and basically says, well, go out in the car. <laughs> and yeah. Sally has nowhere to go. Sally's like, where the fuck am I going to go? Like, you won't let me have any friends. So yeah. what am I going to do? But her and Jeremy are like, yeah, take the car. Take the car, Sally. Yeah. And they're real dicks Drive. about it. So she's just like, okay, I guess I'll, I guess I'll take the car. Um, and the only place she knows is the school. Aww. 
and she, which is somehow open. Yeah. In after hours. So she goes in and finds the Oracle office and meets Liz, who tells her, uh, better stupid eyes and ears, can't you? <laughs> uh, and Sally, trying to make conversation, asks about, like, oh, you can write something about Michael and Maria, but Liz is like, nope. Yeah, because she's just like, this is something I know and yeah. I can ask her about it and, you know, I'll, I'll fit in and this will be all, like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have a chat and a bit of gossip it'll be grand but then Elizabeth's like oh no I'm not writing about that and she gets all yeah. serious and says, fuck off you write a fucking gossip can't <laughs> I know, you like, yeah. well, Jesus you know, you're not normally that fuzzy <laughs> I know yeah and, but then actually Liz is quite cool because S- Sally reveals she'd like to write for the Oracle but you can't because of the band and Liz yeah. is understandably confused because yeah. it's clear that Sally is not interested in the band yeah she's like why Why do you have to go to their rehearsals <laughs> like that yes. doesn't make any sense um, so Sally actually reveals the, the truth about the situation and you know a better background and Liz is actually pretty cool she, she just is. goes oh look I'm sorry to hear that yeah because this is the first person she's actually told this is actually my whole deal yeah. like, and this is the story and, and where I've come from and all that and Liz is you know it's annoying that it's Liz because it's always fucking her but she is actually <sighs> yes. quite sound yes. and yeah she's quite encouraging and nice to her this is true and she also tells her like look you know just think these things take time I'm sure you'll settle in which yeah. is also quite sensible so Sally feels really good reassured after, yeah. yeah she's she's talked to somebody you know uh, she feels like she's made a friend time. I suppose yeah. yes and then she goes home and asks Dana for fashion advice, which of course they love, so they get on. Yeah, she's kind of twigged that like Dana likes giving advice and kind of telling people what to do, yeah. basically. Oh, we are seeing some bad signs. So it's, it's bad, bad look on Dana. But yeah, but Sally kind of plays up to that to kind of get her back on side and yes. is like, oh, which blouse do you think I should wear? You know, just to kind of try and get back into mm. good books. But then she mentions her chat with Liz. Now, not not the revealing all part, just that, no. oh, I was in the Oracle office, it looks cool, yeah. and I'd like to get involved. But Dana's all hurt. It's really weird. Like she might abandon the band. Oh it's my so God. weird. It's she really says strange. something like really dramatic about her being committed to the droids or something. And it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Like you dragged her along to one band practice. She never asked to for any of this. Like, yeah. So why are, you, why are you pushing her into this? It's really weird. But yeah, as well, because Sally kind of thought that telling Dana that she had made friends with Liz would be great because yeah. the Wakefields are so popular and of so course. amazing. It would boost delighted. Dana's opinion of her. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. And uh, Sally's good at reading people because of, you know, all well, their time. Yeah. On the, on the streets. And she realises that Dana just wants to keep her to herself, which it doesn't really make sense. None of that it's part so makes any weird. sense. Like, I don't know why Dana feels that way and yeah. why she's trying to control her. It's really odd. Because the bit about her being a bit resentful about being compared to her is psychologically that's understandable. Yeah, but that's the stuff fine. about her wanting to keep her under her control makes absolutely no sense. And there's no even crappy justification reason given no. for it we're just meant to take it for granted that's yeah. what Dana does so D- Sally does get a bit angry which is kind of brilliant she's like what the fuck like she she can't control yeah, me like this why, why can't I have other friends like what, what this isn't fair at all but yeah. then like immediately she's just kind of like oh, her resentment died like, down again Dana wouldn't do that she whispered uh, aloud and it's like ah, she is doing that yes also why are all these people whispering their thoughts aloud <laughs> in very unconvincing fashion because we're in an 80s soap opera oh that is true why. sorry <laughs> sorry what am I thinking um, so yeah she just wants them to like her yeah. and uh, she literally says aloud again yeah. she's like I'm sorry Elizabeth or something I hope you can understand. 
And then it cuts to Edith oh. saying how great Liz is for always understanding oh, her. Wow. Yeah, it's so subtle. Oh my God, such a clever cut. And it turns out Enid has cancelled a shopping trip with Liz because she's going to a party where she might meet boys. Oh my God. And Liz is like, yes, get out there. Get out there, meet some boys. So funny because she, they kind of give a bit of backstory again about Enid and yeah. George Warren being oh. her boyfriend. Had, you know, it looked as though Enid would never get over. It's like, all Enid has been doing since then is turning up with these random dudes yeah. that we've never heard. She, like, like, she's doing just fine. She is <laughs> killing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, though, so they have a little bit of banter back and forth as the washing machine man arrives and Liz decides she's going to ask Sally to come shopping with her instead. Yes. Because, you know, yeah, which Sally. is actually really nice. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Edith is kind of hilarious where she's talking about like, oh, Liz Wakefield to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like raises her fist in the air and all like, yeah. fear not all you sad, lonely people. <laughs> Elizabeth will come to save you. <laughs> it's like, that is actually really funny. Yeah, that is like, fair play, Edith. <laughs> this is one of your better moments. Yeah. But Sally turns down Liz. <gasps> da, da, da. How dare she? <laughs> but actually, it's clear even to Liz that she wants to go. She wants to go, yeah. So, But Liz again, is... poor Sally feels backed into a corner again by her fucking terrible cousins. Yeah, who won't and, let her have uh, any friends but and are just mean feels, to her. Yeah, and just feels like they're going to, they're you know, kick her out of the house if she makes Aww. a friend. It's really sad. And Liz knows something's up, so she, yeah. feels, she feels a bit weird herself. And now that Ned and Alice are back... Jess decides it's time to ask ask them about maybe getting, getting a, dog. a dog yeah and she even makes some kind of ridiculous jokes which her Liz the girl there is like oh I've been talking about babysitting a little kid called Albert and I'm responsible enough <laughs> to do it <laughs> that is pretty funny yeah. actually yeah yeah because they walk in the parents walk in on the two of them talking mm. about the puppy and they're like who's special and they're like oh this little boy that's just moved yeah. into the neighbourhood that I'm babysitting he's a bit of a handful <laughs> yeah. don't you know yeah. but when they suggest getting a dog uh, the parents are like no no we remember the last time you looked after this dog yeah this, yeah. Kid. I think all that happened there was that she was supposed to take the dog for a walk and she just tied him up instead and kind of left him there which, which is, pretty, is terrible. pretty bad yeah. actually yeah but like the dog was fine and it was just like Mrs. Bramble came back and wasn't impressed. Yeah. But um but yeah, so yeah, the parents are not sold on her getting a dog at all. Yes. And they she swears that she's good now, but they they're just like, look, the only way, you know, we can't let you just get a dog and yeah. to prove that you're good with the dogs, that's not responsible. So Jess is, has to think, uh, determined to think of something else. But yeah. Just as a little side note, the parents reveal that they'll be working tomorrow. On a Saturday, so the twins will have more time uh-huh. with Prince Albert out about. Yeah, and in fairness, Elizabeth does kind of back her up as well. She's like, "No, I'll help out as well. Like, we'll we'll make this work, and you know, yeah, we we can do it. We can be responsible." It's a united front, which yeah. is quite nice. And back in the Larson's house, Sally overhears she's upstairs or in the landing or something, and she she overhears Mark arrive and ask for her. That also yeah. like Mark seriously take the hint. What the fuck? Take the hint. And also, you know that Jeremy doesn't. Like, you know this is causing tension. Yeah. Like, why would you do this, you massive weirdo? <laughs> and he's just hanging around with Jeremy just to see her, which is creepy as fuck. She has turned him down for dates like three times. Actually, yeah. So she just has to hide up in her room on her own. Aww. Ugh. But there's more serious problems taking place near Calico Drive <laughs> because the twins take advantage of Ned and Alice being away during the day uh, to take Prince Albert for a walk. Yeah. And he's super cute. So cute. But... Oh, no. 
go on. That's what happens. I know he it's kind of he's, think about. I know. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Yeah, it is. They're, they're kind of they're taking him outside for his walk. He's got mm-hmm. his collar on, but then he Aww. kind of sits down and he won't move. And they're like, "Okay, come on, let's go." And he won't move at all. And next thing, he kind of wiggles his head <gasps> out of the collar no! and runs away. It's Albert. It's very upsetting. He's lost. So they're running around for the whole afternoon trying to find they him. Can't find him. They look everywhere. Even Lila drives around the other side of town to yeah, see if she can find sweet. him. They do actually. They really try and find him, and they can. Yeah, it's that really is. Sad. I think anyone who's ever lost a pet, it is very upsetting. It is. Yeah. So, so I really feel for them. And yeah. They're like, I know. Like, I will, yeah. Jessica bursts into tears, and it's like, uh, I, I actually feel for you I this know, time. I can't believe it. I would be <laughs> yeah, the same. Yeah. And they're imagining him like the poor little puppy on his own, just wandering around, lost and alone. Oh, oh God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're so involved. <laughs> Have you seen the episode of New Girl where Jess has PMT and then she's having a job interview and the job the, the interviewer has a picture of her puppy Oh god in a frame oh, she ends up in tears Yes she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it turns out the puppy is dead Oh Jesus She's just sobbing <laughs> So I feel a bit like uh, yeah. I feel a bit like that thinking of little Prince oh, Albert god, he's so lost alone. on the streets He doesn't know his way home <laughs> So it's uh, the Shay Larson. It's Monday breakfast time, and it's a very awkward meeting, um, or very awkward breakfast, but because Hal isn't there, it turns out he got up really early to go up to San Francisco yes. for a meeting, an, an important, important meeting. meeting. Yeah, so everyone's kind of like, "Oh shit!" And they all have to be there when he gets back. Yeah, Sally's like, "Oh fuck, they're they're sending me away. This yeah. is what's happening." He's yeah. gone back up to like the social worker, yeah, and they're gonna send her back up there. And the kids are driving to school and Sally is like, oh, this is my last day there. And she bumps into Liz at lunch and apologises for cancelling the other day. But Liz says something like, you know, what's up? What is it? You know, what's going on? And she's like, it's goodbye. (laughs) And runs away. Because, of course, leaving a Wakefield is the most distressing thing. Well, that is the real tragedy of the story. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's after school and the Larsons, three Larsons are on the are driving home and it's it's not fun it's a nasty atmosphere yeah it's very tense in the car mm. so the three of them are on the way home and no one's talking no it's all very kind of yeah awkward and unpleasant yes and they see some rough looking hitchhikers yeah and because Jeremy is a fucking idiot oh as my well as an asshole God. he stops to pick them up and Sally Sally's like don't don't pick Sally them up Sally has a bad feeling about them because yeah. she knows their type yeah the streets and <laughs> Jeremy's like, why not? Because you know, I'm Jeremy and I'm fucking great. But, uh, when he when he stopped the car, the two of them were jogging towards them. One of them flicked his burning cigarette into the grass at the side of the road. It's what? Like, These guys are bad news. He smokes. Well, no, actually, no good can come of this. Especially in California, throwing a cigarette into some grass is oh, a good that's idea. yeah, that's a wildfire right there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so Jeremy's like, I'm a big boy. If I want to pick them up, I will. It's like, oh all right, God. weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they get in the back seat with Dana. Sally's in the front seat. Yeah, and they insist on being taken to Kelly's. I, <laughs> I know this is actually like it's it's terrible what happens, <laughs> but it's kind of funny that it's like people only go to Kelly's by like getting into cars and threatening people. Oh my it's god, like, you're right. That's how you get to Kelly's. Yeah, like you can't get there by normal. There's no means. other way to get there. Yeah, there, isn't to, a, there isn't a bus. <laughs> you have to basically hijack a car, <laughs> and that's how you get to Kelly's. Or be kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, they. D- Jeremy is like, oh no, we'll just drop you here. That's out of our way. And he's like, you'll 
you take us wherever you want to go and one of them puts his arm around Dana yeah. and poor Dana like this is scary this is creepy and yeah. really horrible it's quite scary and Sally is really like oh shit I know this type um, and Dana's like okay look let's just drop them off yeah let's she just bring them there it'll be over. fine yeah but the whole time Sally's like okay I'm trying to f- you know she's kind of Thinking she knows this type ahead, yeah. yeah she's trying to figure out a plan basically yeah so they get to Kelly's where the two louts demand Jeremy's wallet yeah. and then insist the girls come in with them and uh, Dana is understandably terrified and thinks, oh, Rieger's S- Sweet Valley High Boys were one thing. Oh, it's Jesus. like, yeah, well, they're well, pretty like bad. Yeah. <laughs> Mark isn't, you know, Mark, he won't take no for an answer either. Oh, God. But the the boys try to take to drag um, Dana out Dana. of the car. Yeah. It's, it's really horrible. It Jeremy's is. just sitting there, by the way. Fucking like Jeremy's a, useless. Fucking Levin. Yeah, he's useless. But, but then Sally takes charge. She does. She she's kind amazing. Of, she whips around and she's kind of like, forget about her. She, you know, don't, don't let her clothes fool you. She's a dead boar. She's like, I'll go in with you because I'm her, great crack. And her voice sounds really different. Like, yeah. She's just, she can take care of herself. She's putting on a character and she's yeah. real tough and she kind of tells the lads, she's like, look, get out of here, you guys. I'm bored of you two anyway. Yeah. All this like, and uh, they fucking leave her there. Yes. Oh my God. Jeremy Jeremy, being the worst, is like, okay, I guess that's what she wants. That's bitch wants to go off with them. And only as after they drive away does Dana realise what Sally was doing, that she was saving Dana. For fuck's sake. Sacrificing herself to save Dana. Yeah. And then they realise, supposedly, that, oh, we can't go back. Because Dana's like, we have to go back, we have to go back. And they realise that the Kelly's clientele, (laughs) because Kelly's is so rough, wouldn't help them save a girl who was basically being kidnapped except we know from the time Jessica was there remember there was a really nice oh, man it was yeah. tried to an like, old all barfly the, all the old barflies <laughs> were on her side they so were. I think this is maligning the the, the, the good people of Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> who all got there by hijacking their cars well yeah, yeah we'll forget about their <laughs> modes of transportation the modes of transport yes. but yeah so they yeah they're like okay we, we're going to need some backup basically yes. and they don't call the police or anything no Not they um, they go to Mark's house because he lives near by and Ken and John Pfeiffer boo wouldn't be getting him involved are are there mm. so they form a posse they, they do but like they kind of explain the situation and Mark is like wait wait what are you talking about he's like why did you leave her there yeah. and it's like yes Mark <laughs> good point why the fuck <laughs> did you leave her there Jeremy dick like how long is this all taking I know yeah <laughs> uh, but they, they go back there and they confront the louts and the only nice thing and this is too little too late from Jeremy because he's a massive tool yeah um, one of the louts goes what's this girl to you and Jeremy says she's my sister yeah which would be quite sweet if he hadn't been. If he hadn't he had been literally just left her there to be bastard this whole time, like yeah, just. But it's just crazy that like yeah, the whole way over. Of course, they were like, oh, we've been so stupid and selfish. How could we have been so cruel to to poor Sally? And it's mm. like all it took was for her to literally put herself in physical danger yes. for you dicks to realize what assholes. Oh were being. my god, and they're they're like, the worst. Are you kidding me, Dana? Dana, worst. Dana, I'm so disappointed in you. I know. <laughs> oh, we finally get a completely Dana centric book, and she's just, she just lets us down so she badly. Really does it's so sad. Very upsetting. So anyway, the goons are intimidated away. <laughs> goons give the wild back, and the siblings are like, "We'll fight for you, Sally." Ugh. And Mark comes home with them. And he's like, "I'll fight for you too." It's like, yeah, it's "Okay, like, Mark, why, why are you here? Stay on. <laughs> this is family I matter. Get out." Oh my lord! <laughs> and when they arrive home, the parents are are there. Hal has arrived back from San Francisco, and the kids come in straight at it with like, "Let Sally stay. You can't send her away." But of course. 
They were never going to send her away. No, by the time, yeah, they keep trying to explain what's been happening. Oh, and yeah. The kids keep going, no, please, you have to let us stay. And they're like, okay, let us finish. Because yes. <laughs> it turns out he was gone to San Francisco to adopt Sally. Yay! And uh, he says, welcome home. Aww. Which is very nice. Because they nice. are some of the only, I know they didn't really handle the whole comparing thing well but they at least are responsible adults true yes. which is very rare yeah. in this yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah they are few and far between it's true considering the last time a member of the droids parents were involved they were pretty terrible oh god they were useless yeah, yeah. so you know and actually Max Dellen's parents were pretty terrible didn't they, they were. refuse to let him out of the basement That's right yeah when he was suspected of kidnapping really, Elizabeth oh fuck's sake <laughs> so at least Dana comes from a stable home true yeah Um, with some responsible adults mm. Uh, so yeah that's the end of that so it's all good yeah and everybody's happy don't remember Sally ever really coming into it again yeah neither do I Mm. she doesn't even turn up in the next book I don't think so no (laughs) oh she definitely doesn't actually in the next one oh well but there is happy news in the Wakefields as well (laughs) because uh, Ned arrives home And he's got a surprise. Oh my God. And what is the surprise? He's decided they can have a dog. But so not stopped, just any dog. He stopped in the shelter and picked up Prince, Prince Albert. Albert. <laughs> just by chance. That worked out well, didn't Prince it? Prince Albert is delighted to see them. And yeah. when they say, oh, we'll, we'll name him Prince Albert. Yeah. Prince Albert is like, <laughs> <laughs> so He's so cute. <laughs> it's delightful. It is. It is genuinely delightful. It's lovely. So it's a lovely B plot. Yes. Lovely ending. And it's like, no, oh, this is great. Yeah, the only thing that spoils it is Jeffrey being sullen being Jeffrey (laughs) (laughs) and at the very end Cara arrives with some hot gossip yeah she bursts in the door and she's like I had to tell you it's like (gasps) really what what's going on well they do get very excited over gossip it is quite funny though because she bursts in the door and she's like you'll never believe what I just heard hey a puppy (laughs) (laughs) never mind the puppy (laughs) can't blame her actually it's like yeah he's very cute yeah yeah, so she's heard that uh, the the big gossip around (gasps) Sweet Valley is that Maria Santelli and Michael Harris have gotten engaged engaged Oh my god! And Elizabeth is the only person in both this and the next book yeah. who think this is a terrible idea. Ridiculous. <laughs> Which it clearly is. Yeah. It's a uh, huge secret because they don't want their parents to know. So Liz is like, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Which it is. And can you read us out? Okay. What lies ahead for Maria <gasps> and Michael? Happiness or heartache? Ooh. Find out in Sweet Valley High number 34. Forbidden, forbidden Love. Can't believe it took them that long to have a book called Forbidden Love. Yeah. Yeah. Number thirty four. Only took thirty four books. So so that was starting over. It was great. It was great. Uh, well, uh, I mean, Dana was terrible. Yeah, Jeremy that, was terrible. But it was, you know, it was fun a, to it talk was a about. Fun read. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was very entertaining. And does it have any good stats and outfits? It has mm, we're kind of thin on the ground with the outfits. The, the blonde a Dana book I know I know, you'd think a book about yeah. Dana and the Larsons and the droids, but yeah. same yeah. with it was uh same with the Emily book. That's true, actually, yeah. Um, okay, but anyway, we'll get back to the, the Wakefields. More importantly, oh, the Wakefields. Of course, of course. <laughs> Go on. Uh, the blue-green eyes get six mentions. Okay. Oh, okay. Slightly above average. That is above average, uh, yes. The blondness gets five mentions. Average. Prince Albert gets uh, fat-shamed four times. <laughs> <laughs> I keep calling him a chubby puppy. Oh, fat-praised. <laughs> he's body positive. That's true, actually. Maybe it is. not an insult. They do keep calling him a chubby puppy. He is chubby. But he's extremely he's cute. He's Yeah. Oh, I'd say... <laughs> Enjoy your, your chub, He's Prince lovely. Albert. You're brilliant. He's so cute. Oh, that is delightful. Uh, okay, so we do get two Dana outfits. <gasps> Go on. Um, so one of them, she's wearing a red mini skirt and a long grey cardigan sweater over mm. a yellow shirt. Which, mm. you know, it sounds okay. Yeah. It sounds a bit like a weird school uniform, though. Oh. 
maybe. Should go the grey cardigan, yellow shirt. Yellow and red. It's a bit Rupert the Bear, maybe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These little pair of check trousers. Yeah. Topping up the look. Mm. But uh, yes, but when she first meets Sally, when Sally's all intimidated, it's because <gasps> Dana's oh, wearing yeah. skin tight black <gasps> stirrup pants. Oh, remember those? Ski <laughs> pants in this with, part of the world. With a gold lame dinner jacket. <gasps> Sleeves pushed up oh. over a black and white checked shirt. Oh my God. That's pretty great. That is amazing. Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> that that makes up for a lot. So like I'll take one solid gold outfit yeah. over lots of other Just mediocre ones. Just random references yeah. to like lilac sweater dresses yeah. or something that, that we is, get in some books. That is pretty great. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So that's that, that, was, that was starting over. It was. And uh, yeah, we will be uh, we'll be continuing the the non-Wakefield centric theme mm. with the next book yeah we're straying away a bit aren't we <laughs> yeah, from, um, this is actually a non-Wakefield cover and so is the next one true yeah but I suppose we did have a two Wakefield cover in the new Jessica last time that's so, right yeah. which, was, which was quite spectacular <laughs> you've used them sparingly <laughs> so if you have any thoughts on are you do you share our disappointment in Dana yeah because I really feel let down I by know, her I have to say I'm too. taking it personally because we love her so much yeah. and now she gets a book to shine and she does not shine she squandered her opportunity well hopefully she's learned a lesson hopefully so if you have any thoughts on this or any anything else related to Sweet Valley and the podcast you can get in touch with us on Twitter at SVH Podcast you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com and of course we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network the home of Ireland's finest podcasts mm. and you can follow the network at HSPod Network and this head stuff yeah and you in the meantime uh you can you know listen to some listen to some excellent episodes we recommend juvenalia as a yeah we're friends of the friend of the show yeah. i think <laughs> and uh taranoia tara flynn's amazing podcast is yeah. another one you should check out uh, but what you can listen to that while you wait two weeks mm. to find out what happens when michael and maria embark on <gasps> Forbidden love. <laughs> See you then, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.